Hey everyone, my name is Eric Escobar and I'm the Tech Talker. Just as predicted, there have been a huge number of hacks this year, including very notable ones like LastPass, Kaspersky, and the White House's Office of Personnel Management, or OPM. Here are some lessons learned from those hacks in order to help you stay more secure, as well as tips for what to do if you've been hacked. The first and most recent hack that I want to talk about is in regards to LastPass. Now, I've previously done a podcast on LastPass for using it as a way to securely manage your passwords for all of your web accounts and payment information. First of all, if you're using LastPass to store your passwords, you should go and change your password right now. Go on, I'll wait. Okay, we're back, and good thing you changed that LastPass master password. According to LastPass, on June 15th, they publicly announced that they noticed suspicious traffic on their network and stopped it immediately. They assured users that their encrypted data was not taken and that only the user emails, hashed master passwords, and secret questions were stolen. Now, that's pretty bad for a company whose sole business is to secure your information. However, it's not as bad as it could have been. Although information was stolen, the most important part was that master password, and it was still hashed. Now, if you're not familiar with how LastPass works, you basically have to remember one master password, which safeguards every other password that you use online. When LastPass stores your master password, it hashes it just in case something like this happens. Now, without going into the nitty-gritty of hashing and cryptography, but if you're interested, I do have a podcast on the subject that I've linked to in today's show notes of the episode. Basically, the hackers would have to break your hashed master password. Due to the fact that LastPass uses an extremely long and slow hashing function, if an attacker were to focus its efforts to break into a user's hashed password, it would take an extremely long amount of time. I'm talking hundreds of thousands of years. Without your master password, hackers would only have your email, security question, and that unusable hashed password, which isn't much to go off of. Still, it is recommended that you change your master password and set up some form of two-factor authentication, which I've also linked to in the show notes and have done an episode on it. The next hack that I'd like to talk about is that of one of the world's leading research facilities for malware and viruses. However, you're probably familiar with their top-notch antivirus solution called Kaspersky Antivirus. While a Kaspersky researcher was doing some work, he noticed some odd network traffic and decided to look into it. Come to find out, it was an extremely sophisticated piece of malware that shared similarities with Stuxnet a virus that was used to slow the Iranian nuclear program. After a computer was compromised, most likely due to a phishing email, this malware made its way into Kaspersky's network. Now, let's be clear, we are talking about one of the world's leaders in computer security. This was not your typical network. It would be like comparing robbing a bank to breaking into Fort Knox. To be able to perform this attack so stealthily, This attack used a combination of Microsoft operating system vulnerabilities, along with stolen digital certificates from the company Foxconn. If this company sounds familiar, well, it should, because it makes hardware for a few companies you may have heard of, such as Apple and Dell. The digital certificate that was stolen was the equivalent to stealing the badge off of a bank security guard. It let hackers right in because the certificate was trusted. It doesn't stop there because once they were in, the hackers took over multiple servers using the certificates and the Microsoft vulnerabilities. The malware itself was so brilliantly made that it never wrote a file to the hard drive and thus eliminated yet another way of being detected. What's interesting about this is that the malware stayed in the computer's memory. So when the computer was rebooted, there was not a trace of malware left. It was like disappearing ink. 
What happened is that an infected computer was rebooted and cleaned, so the malware which was on another computer in the network would reinfect it all over again. In order to defeat this malware, Kaspersky had to shut down all of its computers at the same time so there's no trace of it left on the network. Any one computer left on could have led to the network becoming infected all over again. Okay, last but certainly not least was the hacking of the White House Office of Personnel Management, or OPM. Now, the method of entry is not exactly known, but what is very certain is that this hack stole a huge amount of data on government personnel and potentially military personnel. The total amount of people affected by this data breach is estimated to be around 3 to 14 million people. The data that was leaked was potentially personal data from anyone who worked in the United States federal government, including their background check. Now, if that weren't horrible enough, it's suspected that China was responsible for carrying out the attack. There have been a handful of theories as to how attackers initially got in, such as an unpatched Windows XP computer or perhaps a weakness in the TLS encryption on one of the login pages for the OPM's web portal. In either case, it appears that once they gain credentials of a higher level user, they are able to come and go as they pleased. Alright, so all of this is a huge issue for everyone. LastPass, Kaspersky, and the OPM are just some of the notable hacks in the past few weeks. However, there are a few things that could have been done to prevent some of these attacks. For instance, had two-factor authentication been enabled for the OPM's website, then even though a hacker got a username and a password, they would have also needed the user's cell phone or other type of authentication. In the case of LastPass's hack, even if an attacker were to have gotten your master password and email, it would also require that they had whatever device performs their two-factor authentication. And as far as the Kaspersky hack, if a user fell for a phony email, then the solution would have been simple. Don't click links from an email unless you know who they are from. Now here are my main tips for avoiding getting hacked and what to do if you believe you've already been hacked. 1. Always keep your computer and smartphone updated. 2. Use two-factor authentication where you can. 3. Never click on links that you are suspicious of. 4. If you suspect that your data has been hacked, at the minimum download your free credit score quarterly and consider an identity theft protection service like LifeLock. Okay, we've all been there. You're listening to a podcast on the go when you hear a super interesting ad for a product or service, but simply don't have time to check it out. Well, now you're in luck. See the full list of offers, discounts, and more from your Quick and Dirty Tips advertisers over at quickanddirtytips.com offers. That's quickanddirtytips.com offers. Well, that's it for today. Be sure to check out all of my earlier episodes at techtalker.quickanddirtytips.com. And if you have any further questions about this podcast or make a suggestion for a future episode, post them on the Tech Talker Facebook page. And until next time, I'm the Tech Talker. Keep the technology simple. 